0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: That next lockout, 13 days exactly because it's going to be in Vegas, 1230. That is
2: big, 13 days to go. We're here for a scoop. Team update is all on the screen. I'm super excited for this. A lot of you gave him crap about his spreadsheets with every single one, every single one of those players being in a void. Uh, so it's here. He does have a full 21. It's absolutely wild. Not everyone is in a void, mate. We are making this on Monday. I think it'll come out later in the week, which will be cool, just before the second lot of trials. So I thought this was the best to, to get a bit of an idea. And obviously, he's on, on this channel plenty to get an idea on his squad. You got my team reveal. Scoop, take it away. I'll be here just to ask any questions if need.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty similar to a lot of teams, Jamie, but there's a a lot of thought behind these picks. So whenever we get somebody coming in from the YouTube channel in the Discord going, oh, who should I have in my team? Why should I have in my team? I often try and ask them, why do you have this individual person here in your team? Can you back them up? If you don't have a reason for it, well, they probably shouldn't be in your team. So if you can either tick them as a gun, somebody with potential to be a keeper with a few points of value or somebody with uh, upside that has them at like 10 points of value or more or something like that, they're the type of guys that we're looking for to stick into our team. So I'll go from the top. I got Reese Robson at the top. I was thinking about Grant. I was thinking about Jeremy Marshall King. Grant's the tip top. He's clear. He's the best hooker. Yeah, Reece Robson had a down year and we've seen him score uh, high 50s in the past. With the hooker meta mo- changing to be more out into the back line, I think that we need to get on solid hooker points early. And I think that Reece can get some really good tackling without being too tired. And I mean, I, I just see it really easy for him to average more than 48. So I'm seeing something along the lines of low to mid 50s for him. And that's that's a
2: keeper. I can carry that for a good long time. Awesome, mate. Um, just with your general strategy, do you seem? Do you feel like you differ to to many other players? I know you do love a pod, obviously, but from a starting team's perspective, not too different, or a little bit different to other people.
1: Uh, it's not too different. There's probably two or three picks in here that are a little bit different. They're mostly TLT dependent, so you might see someone that's a little bit interesting, like an Aitken or a Kuraz or a Safarth or even a tower in there. They're mostly from trials or for Basically just to see if they're named in team lists. So um Aitken, for example, started edge in the trials on the weekend. And although we had um a lot of Lemuelu last year, we now have Herbie Farnworth coming to the Dolphins. So Aitken's gonna get pushed out of that center spot, and somebody's gonna have to go to that back row, and one of them's gonna miss out or be on the bench. So we've seen Aitken in the past at the Warriors be. A gun at edge because he has that centre duel. He can average high forties with that. I'm very happy to pay up if he's starting edge for the Dolphins. It's it's really tough this year, so I've gone with two guys who potentially are really good scorers at centre because there's just so many question marks about who are the Chibi centres we're going to get. As you can see, I've got a lot of them sprinkled throughout my team. I've got Burbo potentially. I've got uh, tower if he managed to snag one. I had. Um Kotrick as well, my team for a good while, but yeah, at, at this stage, I'm trying to cut down on those really, really cheap exp- uh, outside backs that are hard to pry out of your emergencies if they go wrong. So mostly I'm looking for a bit of balance and a bit of flexibility.
2: You normally do that and try and have cover in most positions from round one. I try to, I've, I've had a year or two where I've been all solidly
1: covered except for one position and just sort of had to wing it for a few weeks but yeah you've got to make sure um, that you've got to plan to get some cover or be a little bit lucky i think the other year i like and it doesn't always work out sometimes it's it's better to grab the guys who are the best even if you don't have full perfect cover like i think two years ago when tango first came on scene i panic switched to coats last minute because i wanted to wing some wing fullback cover and that sucked coats went pretty ordinary tango went up like 40k and i had to make the switch so you you start with the guys who you think are going to make you the most money but you try and balance that as much as you can i've got what have i got i've got a lot of wing fullback cover i've got some half mid hooker so i'm mostly covered across the board especially when some of these duels come in uh for example
2: if the man just um Scoop is a a great fantasy player guys for those that are new to the channel or just checking in and saying, Oh, who's, who is this guy? I'm just remind them of your, of your rank last season. Uh, You Jamie and I were in a big battle last year to see who would finish up with the higher overall
1: rank. And he just picked me to the post. You finished 101st, I think, and I came 129th. So we've got a little bit of experience behind it. And I might just mention this now because I really love my stats and I'd love to find those hidden gems, but If they're hidden, not many players own them. If you own them and they go bad, you're the only one that's really hurting from that. And everybody else on high ownership guys are doing well, profit. Last year is the first time I went pretty strongly with the pack and only broke away with some of the different picks a bit later. And I instantly smashed my best uh, ever ranking. So it's just something to note. I don't know if I'll start with all of these Uh, low ownership guys so let's just switch to what is it ownership for a moment you can see i've got eight kin 1.6 karaz 1.5 safar 0.9 lay 2.7 i don't know if i'll start with all these guys i don't know if they'll be named in the places i want in tlt so i probably will be going with the pack on the vast majority of these picks because they pick their high ownership for a reason because their role is solid and safe and everybody knows about it
2: but the interesting one here, mate, is that you actually had a really good start last year after sort of the first few rounds. You were you were ranked uh, well ahead of, of myself. So, yeah, if you're looking at the, any of these picks, guys, don't discount them because, you know, he he started really well last year on the back of a few slightly different picks to to what a lot of the, the pack went with. So I suppose the big thing there is, mate, that um, if it is only a couple of picks and if they sort of do outperform, um, you know, everyone else and, and the higher percentages there you're not going too far against the grain that let's just say they don't perform as well and you're a little bit behind to kick things off it's not a killer but if you if they do happen to outperform a few of the other guys that maybe you're not sure of as you said like picking um yeah every time you you put a player on your side you need to have a clear reason and if you've got a clear reason um yeah they could outperform at the start and that's where you you know you weren't weren't crazy you weren't like the top 500 or something to start the year but had a much better start than than what i did and what a lot of other good coaches did as well so that's something to know when you're looking at his team guys is that he did start well last year
1: yeah i i started there was a couple of lucky teams in probably the first three weeks but then from then on i motored up to about the top 1000 pretty quick from then on and slowly chipped away so somebody is- um somebody i guess that I see is really high upside if they get the role I want that probably not as many people are going to own would be someone like Jacob Kiraz. I'd expect that if Aitken's named edge, everyone's going to know about it. Everyone's going to love it. Yeah. Kiraz had a very injury disrupted season last year. Um, Has the potential to play center has a massive offloading game, big tackle breaking game. It's basically Greg Mars at the, um, at the dogs and you've got him at a 40 average, I think he can push up towards high 40s if he is at center, now that he's fit. And physio loves him and has him as an injury bounce back for super coach. I have him similar for fantasy, but I really, really want that center duel. So if he's not named at center, good chance I don't start with him. But yeah, I, I'm looking for those sort of guys who I've seen history from them that indicates that they have a lot of safety, even though I might be
2: going a bit different. Yeah, for sure. And what what, what would you see mate, is the benefit of, of spending up a little bit more in the center and the wing fullback um, rather than maybe spending it in, in other positions and going cheap there?
1: Yeah, well, it's sort of a bit counterintuitive because you don't want to go too heavy. If you go right up the top, they generally fall a little because, I mean, there's early season rust, middle forwards and hookers dominate the tackles and there's not as expansive play. But if you've got your sort of mid-priced guys who have the potential to be close to those top players. They're the guys who are going to give you safety. They're going to give you points and they won't drop you 15. Like, I don't know, Chevy Stewart looked a little bit timid on the weekend. Maybe Chevy will drop you a 15 and you don't really want that in your starting 13 week to week. So if I've got like an Aitken and Pappenhausen and a Karaz just locking down at least like 30 points a week with potential to go 40, 50, 60 type scores, I'm really happy to, to go with that. And your middle forwards, they're going to dominate anyway.
2: So you can pick some value and they're going to rise anyway.
1: Yeah, for sure,
2: mate. Um, How much cash do you normally leave at the bank? How much you got now?
1: I don't have much at the moment. So that's another reason why this team might change. I've got a lot locked up in these two. Good chance one of them doesn't make it. And that way I have enough cash uh, then to just go for another edge or something. So with your cash, you're looking to have enough left to
0: deal with fires in round two.
1: or someone just doesn't get the role you're expecting and you really need to move on to someone who's basically nearly turned themselves into a must-have. Say if I went, uh, I don't know, say Kyle Flanagan didn't do as much. Or or even say say Josh Curran doesn't get that big-minute lock role because Salmon did well in the trials. There's Kurt Mann there. If he, for some reason, everybody owns him, some reason, then I've got money to move around and I can get anybody in that price bracket. I could go up to like an Elliott or a Cotto if I didn't have him. So it is really handy to have a little bit in the bank, but not too much. You're just wasting points. I'm not just going to sit there and buy a... I'm not going to sit there and buy like a, a Will Pennacini to score 40 or 45 for me if I can get a Ponga, for example, and have 200K in the bank, you know? It, it's you've got to keep those points there, but you've got to keep just a little bit and enough to just have, just have a little bit of flexibility if things do go wrong.
2: Yeah. And obviously this team's going to change plenty. And we've got some news from Piakura that, yeah, we're not sure how he's going to end up. If he's going to be there from round one and the like, so things could change obviously when you're by the time you're watching this, but mate, let's just say it goes exactly as planned. Every single one of these players remains in your team. You've got Alex Safar there who has the buy um, in that first round. And, uh, Maybe by the time this video comes out, I'll have put out the uh, a looping video just to help out a lot of the newbies, especially. But mate, uh, in this setup right now, who would you be looking? Would you be looking to loop a Chevy or something like that? Given he potentially has upside at fullback, is that sort of how you? How would you play that bench right now to try and get the best seventeen on the park in round one?
1: I would be looping a, a Raiders guy and probably someone else, so we can see that the Raiders play reasonably early. Um, if you have one of these first four teams, like a cheap guy from them. So uh, maybe uh, if Munro had been fit, he would have been good. Willison maybe, but I don't see him as high upside, like scoring 35 that you'd want to loop. Say say I had another center there. Say I had Karazan in there and I wanted to loop Burbo and I wanted to see just how he did uh, and what his role was. I would chuck him over... Up the top there in number five and then i'll wait and see what his score was and if i liked it i'd just leave it and then he'd fill in for number four that's how the emergencies uh, work they fill in either the highest ranked guy of that position fills into your 13 or the highest ranked emergency no matter what their position will fill in for a hole on your bench so if i didn't then like him i could then just do something like that and boom i've avoided his score and i've got someone else who i can then risk and probably have like a 60, 70% chance of getting it right if you're playing the scores right. If Burbo scored 40, I'd be happy looping that. If he scored 30, 25, 20, it then becomes a question of do you or don't you want to?
2: Yeah, for sure. Mate, very upset here that Sam Hughes is your 21st man. He should be your uh starting mid. He is an absolute gun. 40 points, 40 minutes. That's my call around one.
1: Yeah, what a legend. If he's starting round one, uh, look, he's really starting to give me 2022 max king vibes now like he there's there's nobody there like liam knight didn't put his hand up in the trials he did not put his hand up week one sam hughes could turn into that 30 35 minute guy who turns into a starting prop and soars away to five 600k so it would be i'm really keen to see how he goes he could be the other guy that i loop
2: yeah. He's an interesting one. Yeah. I suppose everyone's going to own him, right? It's just be like, um, yeah, if you're looking at taking your score or not, which will be the big thing. But yeah, mate, there's probably only my only thoughts here is that you yeah, are like semi light on the the last couple of interchanges, obviously, like going for a you know, a Flanagan or a Stewart or a Sam Hughes or K Weeks or whatever that is, but plenty of cover across the board and you've got a little bit more cash in the center or the wing fullback. So I suppose you're getting more points from let's just say your wing fullback. In, in Karaz at, let's just say it's a 40 odd compared to maybe a 25 or 30 for a week. So you're like gaining in there, probably lose a tiny bit on the interchange. So guys, it probably yeah. doesn't matter too much. Like you could go light in the wing fullback, lose some points there, but you have a hectic interchange and, and you get the points back there. So everyone's likely to be even. And it really just is based off where the, where the value is, right? Cause what you're looking at pretty much everyone in your team, apart from a Haas and a Cleary, uh, would have some value in your, start, in your in your 21, right? Yeah, pretty
1: much. So you need top guns. You need your vice captain and captain points. Um, You just need to lock in some early points from some positions. Some seasons you can pick three, four, five, depending on how many good cheapies you have. This year, I think it's not going to be as easy and there's going to be a lot of mid-ranges as you've seen. So yeah, pick a couple of really big guns and then try and maximize that value because you've got to get this team value up eventually by like mid to late season around the sort of around 17 round 19 20 you want to get it up to that sort of 14 million mark or even up to 15 million if you're right up the top to get a full squad of absolute guns it's basically the stock market of fantasy of footy players you just ride until you've got a super duper salary cap and you can just have a full squad scoring tons of points for you
2: pretty wild that we gained four to five million across the season hey because yeah the the size at the end of the year you're, you're running like a isaiah papali is your 17th man last year which is just wild that yeah that's where you're at like a low 50s guys you're 16th 17th man if you do really well obviously but um yeah strategies like this mate and just looking for guys that that have value have a clear role that's all, kind of what i'm seeing in in your team right now um obviously blow is the one we're just waiting to see but it's likely he gets that edge spot and and uh you're looking for back rowers in the centers. If you get that opportunity, which you've done, you've got base stack guys in your wing fullback. You know, Keeney has good running meters. Kiraz has good uh, running base as well. Paps, pap. Um, and then the the bench emergency guys, are all players with certain roles. You're looking for Safar with a 13 role, which is great. Flanagan has a halves role. Um, Lussie, Curran, they've got their role. Yep. Ali, Weeks, Hughes, again, all... Um, look fairly safe in their sides. Like if we was to get that spot. So you really can't go too wrong with this side. You're not taking too many ridiculous risks. And uh, it's probably why that you, you come out with a, a fairly decent rank over the first few rounds. Then you obviously it's your, your decision-making from, from there that gets you right up into those top rankings. Like you were last week, mate, but um, yeah, big, thank you for, for showing off your team. I know a lot of people will uh, appreciate any sort of final thoughts on, on your squad, mate, obviously this You're likely to change a fair bit over the next week or two.
1: Yeah, I think the big change that could happen is one of these two center eligible guys potentially won't be there and they'll just go out for another bench, another bench edge uh, to give me that cash and to strengthen that 17 a little bit. So I'd put like a Stewart or somebody else into that starting wing fullback, which I mean isn't ideal but I mean, we've got Campbell in a couple of weeks, so I'm not too upset with it and I can just ride from there. So yeah, a little bit of pushing around, but it's mostly it's, it's settling in. We're getting close.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with, with Aiken and Karaz, you can switch Aiken to anyone up or down like 50 K up or down. 50, yeah, exactly as well. Um, And then Karaz is the same. Obviously there's guys around his price that you could go to or, or just drop right down and, and spend some money elsewhere and shore things up in that 21. So yeah, in a good spot, mate. And uh, yeah, let's find out if it maybe by the time this comes out, we've learned a bit about Pierre But um, at 399, that's a tough one to lose, that's for sure, given how well he looked in that in that first half, hey?
1: Yeah, two tries. You, you always love to see your your back rowers and your forward scoring tries and turning their decent scores into big ones. Um, I, I'm going to enjoy having him in my team as long as he's there round
2: one. <laughs> exactly well big thanks mates and uh yeah really appreciate obviously this uh this preseason as well with the the 17 uh Biplanar, uh videos we've we've got out for each of the squads and um yeah get around scoop in the discord as well he's always very active in there and uh yeah give him some love in the in the comments as well we, we only we only accept love here on the uh the J in the jbfa community especially on the uh on the channel here so um yeah get in there and, and tell us uh what you love about scoop i'd love to see a fun fact or something that you love about love about lucky there so um yeah big thanks guys and uh we'll see you in the, after the next trials
3: Market. Market.